Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 217. And the wait, wait, go. Everybody and welcome to episode 217 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Putty, joined as always, Hollywood Mark Sean. Mark, welcome back to the show. What is up, Michael J. Putty? How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good this week. Pretty excited. You know, Mark, I think you may know, but a lot of people don't know all the hard work it takes for me to prepare for the show. I'm yeah. preparing all week. It's a hard time to set up, run down, edit this and that. So on shows like this, I'm happy to have somebody I could actually have an intelligent conversation with. Carson's here. Carson, welcome to the show. Finally, somebody of sound mind, sound intelligence. See, this is, the, the this is the respect that I get, Carson. I, 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 hope, <laughs> I hope that you get a little bit more than I do, man. Well, boys, I'm glad to be back on the show, man. It's been a while, um, been, and I'm ready to rock. I mean, yeah. he's, he's taller, better looking. He cuts a better promo than you, as you saw last year at your bachelor party. Oh, Wow, he just I was all the annihilated boxes, by the at my bachelor party, by the way. I'd love to see anyone. By Carson and promos. promos. I did when I was drunk. <laughs> but we think of the classic, you know, there's uh, Hard Times, CM Punk's Pipe Bomb. We had Mark Schwann's I Am Professional Wrestling. A promo that will live in <laughs> echelons of this show. Sounds anyway. going to be professional wrestling. I am professional wrestling. Now, a bachelor party is made to get ripped apart as well as have fun. And I, I had to take the role of ripping you apart, and I had to do it on the mic. And video, what, yeah. Doc, there was video a mic doc, there. Video documentary. Oh, there was a yeah. mic. Yeah, there was a mic. I was too drunk to notice. Good times. Good times. Well, Carson, welcome back. Good How's it you. going, boys? Thanks for having me. Usually when I haven't seen somebody in a while, I ask them, how's your year going? But I, I guess it's a shitty question to ask this year. How are you doing? you staying safe? You, uh, you out in Long Island, yeah. right? Yeah, everything's been safe. Um, you know, had to learn to pick up some new hobbies. And uh, just uh, honestly... <laughs> Just been watching nonstop fanless wrestling for the last five months. <laughs> you know, Carson, actually, during this time, I've actually learned to finally say phys ed teacher. So. Oh, about time. Good. <laughs> it's all right. Well, no, if, if you're in my presence, you can say gym teacher. I don't care. <laughs> but, yeah, it's phys ed teacher, though. No, dude, he's making that promo I was cutting. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. You don't remember that, Al Yeah. <laughs> You were a few, yeah. You were, you were uh, a few beers deep, to say the least. Holy that shit! Is saying the least, yeah. Because the fact is, you peaked, Al Bundy. Go ahead, talk about how many shots you scored in one game. No one cares anymore. I'm living my life. I'm living my dream. What do you do for a living? You're a physician. Uh, I can't even say what you do. You're No, you're talking bullshit. You're a physician. Is that what you say? Guess what? I always want to be in wrestling. Get popcorn, guys. I always want to be in professional wrestling. I am professional wrestling. <laughs> he tried like eight times, and he gave up. and went back to it. He still couldn't do it. <laughs> I know you struck out twice trying to say that. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Oh man, this that teacher of all things to like fuck up on. Whoops. Good times. Good times. Carlos, anyway, uh, welcome back to the show. 
All right, boys. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. You ready to get started, Mark? Get yeah, right, get right into let's it. Let's get right into it, man. We have a lot to talk about, I'm sure. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right, gentlemen, let's get right into the news. Seth Rollins made some waves this week. He said, and I quote, from coast to coast to sea to sea, I don't know if there has ever been this much incredible wrestling going on at one time. Taking nothing away from past generations, they inspired and paved the way, but we're damn sure keeping up and then some. Hashtag iron sharpens iron. Hashtag the golden age. So, gentlemen, are we in the golden age of professional wrestling right now? And we just don't know it? Hell no. Hell no, man. That's, a, that's, an, right emphatic, now, that's this, an emphatic answer. This minute he's talking about? This, no. this day and age, yeah. No, far from it. And, and, and for it to come from Seth Rollins, uh, the man's got some nerve, nerve. I mean, he's been drinking his old Kool-Aid for the longest time. He's good in the ring, don't get me wrong. But, you know, WWE is nowhere near what AEW is doing or what Impact Jeez. is doing. Uh, you know, like, hey, buddy, I, I gave Impact a shot there, too. Give me that. Uh, but, you know, like, indie wrestling has been shut down for the most part this whole time. So the golden age of wrestling, yeah, he probably could have gotten away with saying that in 2019, but right now in this day of age, I mean, that's some balls. Um, I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. I don't think it's going to be uh, remembered as the golden age of wrestling, but I will say it's more of like a um, like the age of like the ascension of wrestling. You know, because we're seeing the upcom like the upbringing right now of AEW uh, and, and how much they've grown in the last year. Uh, you know, Slammiversary was a great show, which is very good. Um, so I, and I think a lot of big signings. Yeah, no, ex- no, exactly. And a lot of these guys that we've been, uh, you know, cheering for guys like EC3, you know, and, and wanting to just get out of WWE's, get out of that shadow and, and make a name for themselves uh, elsewhere. Uh, that stuff's starting to happen. And because it's starting to happen, I think these other promotions, you know, are getting a big boost because of, those, because of that name value. Um, so I, I really think that like it's like the, like the age of ascension uh, in terms of like the entire wrestling umbrella. Uh, I, I think it's positive for for wrestling, and yeah, I think and, it's and really we, cool to see some some other promotions actually be able to put on better shows than what WWE has over the last couple months. Absolutely, I mean WWE they'll have the money. They always have the production value. They're always going to have that going for them. But what are they doing with it? I feel like AEW and Impact. They've been a lot more creative with it. And you know what? MLW, we can't count them out, too. They've been making some moves quietly during this time as well, setting themselves up for a better future. So, I, I, you know, that's another promotion I'm excited to see about when those things start coming back to normal. Yeah, I mean, the, the, th- the thing about how people view WWE, though, is that everyone, for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, but every, not every, I shouldn't say every, but a lot of people, you know, if you just go on Twitter, you can just read the comments. It's almost like they're, they're they're hoping WWE fails, and it's like almost they're they're looking through they're looking at the product through like these negative focals yeah. because they have all the money because they have all the you know they have all the big stars and because you know they have you know Vince McMahon who is a very polarizing figure to, you know to many uh, it's it's almost like people are, are like hoping they fail which I I, I hate that uh, and I'm not saying Mark I'm not saying that's 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 what you think but it's what a lot of people are like hoping and and for whatever reason. They just have such this negative outlook on the product, and, and it's almost like AEW can't do anything wrong. Now, I'll tell you right now, I think AEW is putting on a better product. But the fact that, you know, 
AEW is right there, neck and neck with WWE in terms of like product value that you're going to see from you know week in and week out. I think that's great for the entire and so soon. I mean, AEW is not even a year in yet, and already they're they're matching it uh, and and they're doing a good job and they're beating WWE in certain cases. But yeah, I mean, like that that speaks volumes for what the future holds for AEW and and wrestling in general. So. but WWE, going to your point, though, Carson, like, yeah, I agree. I mean, a lot of people, they just look at a system and they it's, want the system to yeah, fail or it's, whatever. It's, it's crazy but. because uh, cause WWE, you know, it's not hard to do what they do. Because you want to know why? You know, you have Raw, you have SmackDown, okay? And obviously NXT, which I really count as like a separate entity almost in a way. But like Raw and SmackDown, you have to produce five hours of television each week with no fans. That's so tough to do. What are you talking about? They have fans. They pay them. It's on their payroll. Yeah. But, like, it's – and so I I feel like we don't give, you know, WWE enough credit for what they actually do. Like, yeah, they're going to have some stinkers. But here's the thing. They're trying to be creative with what they have to work with. Now, this is where I disagree with you on, Carson. Trying. 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 This word trying. And and I get it. We're we're, we're in a situation that's unprecedented. Uh, But you know what? Like – Trying, we can use for AW. Trying, we can use for Impact. Trying, we can use for Titan Championship Wrestling, which is a promotion in New Jersey right now, uh, you know, been running during this pandemic. You know, trying is what these other promotions are doing, and they're actually taking risks and succeeding. WWE, trying, they've been in the game for a long-ass time. They have the money. Uh, Trying isn't something they should be necessarily focused on. They should be focused on being the top dogs and doing what they do best. They have all the resources to do so instead of just trying and failing time and time and time again. So you know, what is something Case that in they're... point, the horror show, it was awful. Well, I, well I'll say this about the horror. I know we'll probably get into this later on. We'll, but get, like, we'll get that later. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I will say this, though. I, I thought, you know, in, in your point saying that, like, I feel like a lot of people grade their product based on, like, one thing. Like, for instance, like, you said the horror show was awful. Listen... That's an example. That's one example. Yeah, from yeah. Recently. But like, I think I think a lot of I think a lot of times fans don't look at the good that actually what happened. You know, at, for a particular show, they just look at the bad and they yes. say, "This is why WWE's gonna fail. This is why WWE. This is why. This is why. This is why." And I'm like, "Listen, there's a lot of good stuff that happened on that show as well. You know, we saw Cesaro and, and, and Shinsuke finally get a push. You know, and and hopefully it's gonna be a long one. And and I just think like. Things like that aren't being appreciated in the product enough. Meanwhile, AEW, and, and listen, I'm a huge mark for AEW. I think, and as I said before, I think it's the best product on TV right now. But um, do you watch Impact? You know, everything, everything that I'm sorry, not, not to ignore that. I just want to just get to this point quick. That's every, enough. every. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, I, I, I have, I have, but obviously not as consistent as AEW and WWE. But I've seen right. some things that they've done, and. Um, you know, it's, it's almost like they can do no wrong. And, and it's almost like, you know, they're playing with, you know, uh, this fan base that's behind them. And they want them to win. And they, they, they want them to take down the, you know, the enemy WWE. And I, I hate the fact that, like, that, that has to be like that. And I kind of like how Seth Rollins is trying to put a, a, a positive light on all this competition when he's saying iron sharpens iron. Yes. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I like that. that. Yeah, it's, it's not only – it's not on the competition every week. It's not, it's not how it – Listen, I love the competition aspect of it, but that's not what it is. It's two great, and you know, and you added an impact as well. So you can say it's three great promotions going right now that are giving us good wrestling. So you know what? It's it's not the golden era or the golden age of wrestling or whatever Seth Rollins said verbatim, but 
it's it's I think it's like the ascension age as we're seeing all this ascension from these other products and WWE is still there and these products are just making their way up that mountain and I think that's positive for every fan involved. I I think it's just a bold, outlandish statement and I think honestly maybe it is a little bit of a marketing ploy uh, on his part to do so, but could be. you know I, I think probably is. I mean like he he's he's one to like you know to you know create some controversy in social media. Uh, making comments like these. Um, but you know what? I mean, Golden Age, it, it really could have been if coronavirus didn't happen. I mean, you, you just have well, all yes. these promotions going on. You have a lot of talent out there. And honestly, like, you know, I know WWE has been like pulling their punches because they have these storylines that they want to put out there, but, you know, they, they'd rather have a bigger pop or they'd rather have a real audience too. So they've been pulling their punches. And, uh, you know, we're getting the product that we have now. It's kind of like a watered down version of it. So, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem uh, with any of this because you could give them a pass. You could give all the promotions a pass with what's going 100%. on. 100%. The, 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 the problem is, is just making a statement like that, in my opinion. I just thought what made WWE look really bad, though. Uh, well, I mean, not, not make them look bad, but it's kind of funny. Like, you can just tell where the, you know, the creativity of AEW versus creativity WWE was at first. And I'm sure, you know, and this is probably sure this is covered. Was you know when when AW when I was talking, when WWE stole the uh, putting the wrestlers you know as the audience you know as the fans from AEW that's when you knew like WWE is watching what's going on around them and 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 they have no choice but to adapt they had no choice in order to right in order to stay where they are and like I do credit WWE for just kind of biting the bullet there and being like you know what. AEW got us on this one, but we're going to take that idea and now we're going to use it. Because honestly, it's made Raw and SmackDown so much more watchable, you know, than from when it was like just that silent, awkward, <laughs> uh, you know. So how awkward were those first couple episodes of SmackDown and Raw during the pandemic? Like, how, it was awkward. It was like, you know, it was, it was yeah. almost, yeah, it was, yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was, meanwhile, AEW had this like this life to it. It was just like, gosh. And AEW, I got to say, AEW, uh, you still feel a little bit more life than than WWE right yes, now. Yes, I agree. The, the fans, uh, with the quote unquote fans, the sounds, pyro, they, they sound so forced. And but Grant Putty, I think you said uh, a few weeks back, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are not indie guys in the WWE developmental. They've never been to a wrestling show before in their lives, so they have no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so as opposed to AEW. They know what they're doing as far as like fan reactions. It sounds more organic over there. Yeah. Now I learned about the golden age of film uh, when I took my film classes, but during that time it wasn't called the golden age of film. It was called the golden age of film after the fact. So in twenty years, will we look back and say this is the golden age of wrestling right now? You guys are saying no. I would. I, I would say because right now we I, can't call it that. But in twenty years, moment, looking back, no. But, you know, next year, I would yeah. say even 2019, like, you know, I, I, I would say 2020 has an asterisk for everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just when we get really fucked up beer, when all the, you know, when Impact, when WWE, when AEW, when they get their fans back, it is going to be such a jolt yeah. for the mm-hmm. entire wrestling world. And that, I think, is going to be the start of. You, you know, said golden era or golden age that, and I really, it, those are going to be some of the best shows I think we're going to see because that's when it's going to be real. 
Yeah. You know, that's when it's going to be back and it's going to be real again, that real feel. And remember, we're using all this time to develop a lot of these young talents. AEW, everyone's still developing AEW for the most part, you know, outside of like Jericho and Cody Rhodes. This is actually a good time for AEW uh, to develop those younger talents. They needed that. Uh, they they, needed they that. definitely needed that for sure. They needed the fan. Yeah. They, sorry, they, they interrupted. They needed the fan to sit at home and actually watch, you know, all these young uh, up-and-coming superstars that they're going to have in the, that over the next five to ten years. And now you can put, you know, you can put them in, in, in the seats in the arenas, and now there's going to be some sort of emotional attachment because now you've been, they've been doing a good character development, much better than what they did last year. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I really think once this pandemic's over and we can fill those seats again, that will be the start of the potential, you know, golden age or golden era of wrestling. 1,010% agree with that. Yeah. In other news, Edge and Daniel Bryan... Apparently, Revy hands-on with the creative process. Apparently, they've joined the WWE writing team. Edge and Daniel Bryan joined the writing team a few weeks ago, and they have much more creative input than most superstars. They're given scripts, and they have access to the notes from the meetings with Vince McMahon themselves. They are always a part of the discussion when it comes to who gets pitched and what gets pitched to Vince McMahon. They're also in a position to pitch other ideas for other people. What about these two? Do you think they qualified them to join the creative process and not others? Like, Why are they leaning on these two people? Uh, are, those, are, those, are those two right choices? I uh, yeah, go for it, Carson. Sorry, yeah, I think they, I think they are because I think they are two of the better um, psychology wrestlers that, that that we've seen. You know, mm. in terms of like in ring psychology, good point. Knowing how to tell a story inside the ring, um, and and I think they also have a pulse on what today's fan wants to see. And I'm hoping with Daniel Bryan, I mean, with, with his hands in the creative process, maybe we see some of the smaller guys get some pushes. Um, and, and I, I think it's a good idea. I, th- I think it's always smart to have, uh, talent have a say in, in, in what's going on because they're the ones that have the true feel on, you know, the pulse on, on the company of what's going on inside the ring and outside the ring and what the fans want to see, as opposed to, you know, the end all be all of Vince McMahon, even though no matter what, yeah. it's going to be his choice anyways. But I think it's very healthy, especially those two guys, um, to, you know, have their hands on the, on the product a little bit. You made a good point about you know, I, uh, Daniel Bryan with the the smaller guys. Do you think he had his hands in tonight on SmackDown, number one contendership for the IC Championship, was four guys from 205 Live? Uh, I'm sure that he definitely like, had his hands in that. I mean, four like, random you guys. You see those, yeah. those four guys uh, never really got much of an opportunity. And, like, you know, at least two of those guys that we know for sure are in Daniel Bryan's little uh, crew. Yeah. You know, it's uh, Shorty G and uh, Drew Gulak. Now, uh, touching on Carson's point here, you know, with Daniel Bryan and Edge uh, being in the creative right here, I mean, it makes sense. You know, Edge is not going to have that long of uh, really, Carson, are we doing this? (laughs) Are we doing this? The apple pecan salad from Wendy's is phenomenal, by the way. Going back to my point here, uh, you know, Edge doesn't have a lot of years left in, in his career. Daniel Bryan, we all know he's, this is the last, contract he's going to have as an in-ring performer you know he's made that very clear so, so these this is obviously like you know the next step for them possibly and uh, yes daniel bryan well respected in the locker room great mind for the business you know i i, I could see him as a as a producer as a coach as, a, as an agent writer uh, possibly creative right now as we can see edge has been in hollywood for how long now you know so edge has got that creative mind and also knows how to work in the ring and knows the boys and the girls in the locker room. So I, I think this is actually a very good pairing right here. Now, from what I, I heard, from what I heard, a lot of people are choosing AEW over WWE because of creative freedom. If Edge 
and Daniel Bryan are somewhat successful, do you think WWE will give more creative freedom to other people? It's going to be a slow process. I don't necessarily think that you're going to see that difference right away, uh, possibly over time. And I think, you know, depending on which superstars that you give that to, you know, obviously like the higher ups will have more creative freedom as opposed to like, you know, shorty G. Um, But, you know, time time will tell. Obviously, you know, this whole thing came to be like AEW. They're doing that too with like you know with uh, with the guys in the back with the you know Cody, Young Bucks, Omega, Jericho to an extent. You know, they, they obviously have their hands in creative. And AEW, you're seeing better product for that. You know, Triple H obviously has a hand in NXT. With Shawn Michaels back there as well. Regal, you know, they have a good supporting crew back there. Who do you really have in Raw and SmackDown doing that? You have Bruce Pritchard, who hasn't done anything. Uh, in the ring since God knows when. So, you know, I, I, you need some young blood in there. Yeah. And and, and, and as much as WWE, um, you know, gets ridiculed for not adapting with the times, you have to admit something. Whenever there has been a rival promotion and they've been on the ropes a little bit, and, you know, you can, you can say this is the most they've been on the ropes, quote, unquote, like, you know, um, in a while. Well, they haven't had competition in God exactly, knows when. Exactly. They've always adapted when they've had competition. Yeah. And I think and I think once that word got out of you know AEW gives all that creative freedom to their talent, WWE is going to make the adapt, you know, they're gonna they're gonna adapt themselves. And I, you have to, or else you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to sign big names and, and, and guys are gonna go to AEW and they're gonna flourish over there. Um, even though money always talks. You know, yeah. money, money always money talks. always does talk. You know, and, but, and... But they've always I, adapted, and I, and, I, and I think that this Edge and Daniel Bryan, this is them partially adapting slowly to the new norm of what professional wrestling has become. And going on top of that, Carson, you know, Putty always calls me an AEW mark, right? That I am anti-WWE. Couldn't be further from the case. I love WWE. I have been a WWE guy for all my life. And actually, I'm very excited about AEW. I'm excited about the things that AEW is doing right now because I think – Yes, I agree with what you're saying. WWE has always thrived when they had competition. I I feel like they've been stagnant for the longest time. Mm-hmm. They've gotten complacent. They've they've gotten lazy. Uh, you know, we have moments of greatness, but you know, it wasn't consistent. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm I'm hoping to go with AEW Impact. You know, hitting their stride. I'm hoping it pushes WWE to a level that we haven't seen since the '90s. Yeah. Speaking of the '90s, another news: Lita hasn't wrestled in quite a while, but she's not 100 percent retired. And she would make a return to the ring if things could work out. During After the Bell podcast, she spoke to Corey Graves and was asked about a possible return. She didn't say no. She said that she's down to make it happen. She's given a ton of credit to the current women's roster while saying they don't need her. Do you want to see Lita return? And if so, who would you like to see her go against? I This is going to come off so bad because I love Lita and I loved her in her prime. And um... She had a great, I think, uh, retirement, I think, I mean, quote unquote. She ended yeah. her career with a nice bow on it, too. So, Yeah. Guys, we're at the point right now where we need to see, you know, now with Becky Lynch, you know, currently out, you know, with the pregnancy. Now you have Charlotte Flair, you know, she's recovering from her, you know, her surgery. This is the time we need to see the Bianca Belairs, the Shayna Baszlers. Yep. This is the time we need to see those girls rise to the top, those women rise to the top. If we just keep bringing back old talent and recycling old talent over again, they're never going to get over it unless they're using that talent to push some of the younger talent. And if, that, if they're going to use Lita the right way to get over the Shayna Baszler, the Bianca Belairs, you know, the, the Oscars, and, 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 you know, you can go down the whole list, then okay, I'm all for it. But if you're just going to bring them back just so, you know, and, and, and they're going to, 
you know, just take up the, the shine that some of these, these younger talent that we need to get to that superstar level so that the company can survive without the Charlotte players and without the Becky Lynch's, um, you know, they need to be used the right way. And if, and if leaders use the right way to get the younger talent over, I'm all for it. Right. So uh, cut, you, cut you off quickly. I think we talked about that last week with Mickey James. That's what, that's what Mickey yeah. James was brought in for to yeah. put over the young talent, but she's not there either. Do you think Lita is somebody yeah. that will put? Well, I mean, she, I know she will, but will that tarnish her legacy? No, I feel like it, it, they have to do it right. I don't know if, if they use Lita the same way they use Mickey James, then 100% yes, that will tarnish her legacy. Uh, I think Lita used similarly to how uh, Trish Stratus was used when she came back for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even like, you know, I, I can't want to say I would love to see Michelle McCool come back. But I would just like to see the same way how Carson was talking about with Lita, and I agree with him. You know, used in the right way, not used to get over themselves. You know, definitely would have to win a match or two somewhere. But you know, they would, they would to have that big match to put someone else over. That's what needs to happen here to pass the torch, if you will. Uh, you know, Michelle McCool versus Charlotte. I'd love to see, obviously. You know, Lita. Three, would I love three to weeks in a row, you mentioned over? that. Three weeks in a row, you mentioned that match. And, and I, I'm, hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping to see. I'm hoping to see it, man. I'm going to keep on seeing it until the day we have, <laughs> until the day we have it, if it happens. Uh, Lita, I feel like would have a good matchup with uh, Rhea Ripley. I, I feel like a match like that okay. would be a marquee match. You know, Rhea Ripley, as young as she is, you know she she's red hot. You know she's she's definitely got a lot of momentum behind her, and you know a win for Rhea Ripley against Lita would definitely put her completely over. Those are two badass girls right there. Absolutely. What about you, Carson? Who do you want to see Lita put over? Who, what, what match would you want to see if Lita came back? I would love to see Shayna Baszler and Lita and kind of get Baszler over as a monster heel and really destroy Lita. Almost like... Almost like um, Brock Lesnar and John Cena? Yes. Almost yeah. like Brock Lesnar, where, where you actually watch the match and you're like, holy shit. Like, he's being booked. He's a monster. You know, and I... We need that. We need somebody else like that. We need a female like that. And and she and I think she's the perfect. Like what happened at at um was elimination chamber. I yeah. didn't mind that. I really didn't mind that. I was like, I get what's happening here. And you know what? I wasn't. I didn't like how that was on. You know that was on last. But I got what they were doing. They were getting her over to make her a legitimate opponent for Becky Lynch. And I and I I think Shayna Baszler has that look. And I I think if, if Lita came back. And just got completely squashed, and and not just squashed like during the match, but even after the match, to the point where like you know, oh, Lita seriously hurt. She's out for a while. You know, that gets somebody like that over. Boom, you have your next monster heel again. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that would be a smart move, especially like for someone like Shania Baszler, who's a legitimate badass. Uh, yeah, you, you know, I mean, they've been toying around with that. It's just again, you know, with the consistency and creative, like it seems like Vince McMahon is one minute like he sold on her, and next minute is like meh. No, time to move on. I, you can't really do that. Yeah. Moving on. Finally, another news. Let's end on some happy note. Angel Garza got married to TV host Zadie Lozano. I'm probably butchering that name. She uploaded a bunch of pictures to their Instagram and videos. So congratulations to the happy couple. Charlie Caruso, if you're upset, please hit me up at Michael J. Party. That's Party with two Ds. And um, <laughs> I'm, I'll be your shoulder to cry on. But congratulations to the happy couple. Cheers to them. We love love, yeah. right? Finally, Cheers to them. I love Angel Garza, by the way. I love Angel love, Garza. I love what he's way. doing. I'm, I'm looking forward to him splitting up because I think he can do uh, good things on his own. Yeah. All right, anything else? Anything else in the news you guys want to talk about before we move on? I'll be you, Garza. 
Nothing particular, but um, you know, I know I know they say it's not a ratings war, but it was very interesting to see uh, AEW completely dominate NXT on the ratings this past week. Yeah, I have to say I'm surprised by AEW. Uh, you know, they they had a consistently good show all throughout. Uh, yeah, NXT definitely had some good moments though itself. So I was surprised to see it was like that far off there in, in the ratings. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, I just think it's just the consistency of the product that you get every Wednesday night from AEW. It's, 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 it's at least for me, I'm always DVRing NXT and I'm always dialed in AEW, you know, when I'm, Same. when we're watching. So it's, I'm the opposite. Um, yeah. Like that's my first choice. And, uh, you know, just kudos to them, man. You know, they're still a very, um, you know, young, com- you know, young company and, and I keep, I, I just want this to, to consistently surpass that, you know, get over that 1.0 rating. Do you, do you think if they moved it to another night, do you think they would do better or worse or about the same? Well, you can't put them up against SmackDown and Raw yet. You just can't. Tuesday and yeah, Thursday and, basketball. Yeah. It's, I, I think Wednesday, yeah. I mean, but, but normally for the NBA, though, yeah. Well, see, the NBA, though, the, actually, well, yeah, that's primetime TNT NBA is Tuesday, Thursdays. Yeah. I think they're fine where they are. Yeah, you know you can't put you can't put them against SmackDown Raw because there's too many WWE loyalists that are still going to watch WWE no matter what. Yeah, and and I'm and I'm you know one of those as well. Um, that's why. But I'm given the time is. right now, I mean, the, you know, Raw and SmackDown, and I'm sure we're going to get into this TV takedown. Uh, you know, Raw and SmackDown for the last couple of months, I would say SmackDown has been like pretty much unwatchable. You know, so if, if they were to change night. And granted, with logistics and whatnot, it would be very hard for them to do that right now. But you know, if they were, if they did change tonight to Friday during all of this, I think AEW they would see a rise and climb there. Also, yeah. Friday night's kind of a graveyard for TV ratings. So Friday isn't the yeah. ideal which, time which is slot. True. I, I think mean, I I think what AEW wants to do is that they want to build Wednesday as their night. Like eight, like Wednesday night is AEW night, and I think they have to stay with that. I don't think you can't. You can't start going up against that conglomerate of WWE SmackDown on Fox and on Raw, and then you know Raw that's been you know going steady for all these years. I think make Wednesday your night and make Wednesday AEW night, and I, I think they should stick with that um, and you know make that their brand. You know, I mean, completely different story, but that's what happened when Impact went against Raw head to head live. Yeah, it completely right. ruined any momentum they had because they lost a huge chunk of their core audience. So well, Raw also was was good then, and it wasn't three hours all the time. So yeah, but you're still that's yeah, but you're still thing to think about. I mean, I agree. I think the AEW they're going still going to break that one point seven, one point eight rating no matter what. Can you see possibly down the line AEW going head to head with Monday Night Raw? Uh, maybe in five years, six years, maybe, do maybe, they, they probably not, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they yeah, want true. to. Do they really want to? That's another good point too. Speaking of TV, let's go on to some TV takedown. It's time for this week's TV takedown. All right, guys, let's get into some uh, television this week. Good week of TV. A lot of good stuff happened, surprisingly. Mark, you were talking about how SmackDown's been unwatchable. I actually felt like SmackDown was pretty good this week. First time in a while. Kind of enjoyed it this week. So let's get right into it. Carson, you are our guest. So this week's TV takedown, floor is yours. I'm going to focus on Monday Night Raw this week. Uh, I think Raw's been putting on a much better product as of late, especially compared to in the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and I think they're starting to adapt well with 
with the yeah, I'm, I think they're starting to really adapt well um, in, the, in, in the unfortunate environment that they have to, uh, you know, put on their put on the show in. Um, but the one thing I'm going to take away from Raw is, is actually something that's really annoying me. And it's a personal bias of mine because uh, I'm a big Shawn Michaels fan. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. So anybody who replicates anything he does, I'm automatically going to love. Therefore, I love Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I don't love about what's happening with Dolph Ziggler is that he's just being used as fodder just to get the champion over. And now I understand the psychology behind that. You want good matches. You want your champion to beat legitimate contenders. But I want the Dolph Ziggler push, and I want a serious push. Not the ones he's gotten in the past. I want a serious push, whether it's with the Intercontinental title, which would be amazing. Um, just, not, just not somebody who's just going to lose every match to, you know, to say, Drew McIntyre. And, and him begging for that rematch is just going to be Dolph Ziggler, you know, hopefully, you know, well, I mean, not hopefully, but it's going to be Dolph Ziggler just taking another loss again to the champion. And then what's going to happen to him? I'd rather see him as the upper mid-carder who was on top uh, in pretty much where AJ Styles is in right now. That, that sort of role. Um, so that's just my personal takeaway because just seeing them continue this Drew McIntyre, Dolph uh, feud, him begging for that rematch kind of annoying me because I'm like, oh, this is going to be Dolph taking another loss again. Right, so it's pretty much Dolph Ziggler getting fed to the wolves one more time. Yeah, uh, you know how many times have we seen this play out? Dolph Ziggler is phenomenally talented. He's great in the ring. He's got a fantastic look. Uh, you know, the man sells like no other. Great yeah. promos, uh, yeah, absolutely. Great promos, passionate, and he does a lot outside of the ring as well for WWE. And uh, you know, considering like, how much WWE has signed him for, you would think that they would do more with him. You know, instead, it seems like he's just, you know, putting people over, which is not necessarily bad. But, you know, we've never seen uh, that push that you really talked about with Dolph Ziggler. They had some opportunities there with him when he won the money in the bank, when, um, you know, when, when he uh, was like the last survivor in Survivor Series with Triple H and all that. You know, he had these opportunities there. And I don't necessarily blame him. Unless maybe he's rubbing some people the wrong way in the back. I don't necessarily know. Like, you know, Dolph Ziggler came out recently talking about how, like, you know, at one point they wanted him, they said he'll never get over as a blonde, dye your hair black. And he did. And they're like, ah, we fucked up. Go back to being blonde. They, they didn't really know what to do with it. You know, so Dolph Ziggler would just wound up being just, I'm just going to do me. And I don't know if that rubbed people the wrong way or not. But, you know, like, here we are. Dolph Ziggler's still here. So obviously they see some value in, value in him. But, you know, us as fans, you know, we see how good Dolph Ziggler is, and it's just, I think people have gotten to the point, it's like, ah, well, you know, they're, they're not really going to do anything with him, so why should we invest into him? They've been so fortunate. Yeah, yeah, they've been so, like, hot and cold on him, and, and, and as a fan, the more the product, you know, the, the more, you know, uh, WWE is hot and cold with certain guys, you just get turned off by it, because now, because you, cause you, it's like, okay, he's getting a push, then he gets taken away. Push, take away, push, take away. And when you go through that same cycle, it's almost just like you can't believe like, this storyline right now with him and Drew. It's like you, you, you can't believe that Dolph is, is, is going to win that match. Because- if it was in a different case scenario, like if Dolph Ziggler was already built up to be like, you know, that main event guy consistently, then yes, I would be more so invested into this rivalry here. But yeah, I agree. I mean, we know he's just being fed to the, the reason. Yeah. And I was hoping it was going to end at Extreme Rules. I hoping it was just like a quick one off. And, yeah. Dolph, and, then, and then Dolph would maybe move into that upper mid-card and take over that upper mid-card, which I think is perfectly okay. 
Because I think as an upper mid-carder, and you're getting that AJ Styles push, you know, per se, in that upper mid-card right now, I think that's great for him. I think that he would thrive in that role, and he would be a legitimate contender maybe down the line for the title if you know if he puts on good matches and continues to do what he does it's crazy at this point in his career it's only you're talking about we pretty much have to rebuild them up and you're right yeah and and I, I'm, I'm just seeing you know Dolph Ziggler just laying in the ring getting up and pregnant I'm just like oh this is just, he's just gonna look like a fool because begging for the rematch and now he's gonna take another loss then what you know it's and then he's gonna go right back down to the bottom of the tournament pole that's what annoyed me about this week's tv otherwise I thought it was a good week of wrestling Oh, I'm actually surprised Dolph Ziggler's back in WWE. I'm so surprised that he resigned because I know like he felt certain ways uh, about how he was being used. But I guess you know everyone's got a price. Yep. I've seen the same thing about Dolph Ziggler before, but isn't this weird? We're having this conversation about two-time world champion. Right. This guy's a two-time world, time world champion. champion. We're having this how many conversation times about world champion? five. Yeah, but that's no. But see, that's the problem. No one remembers those title runs because when he had the title. What memorable thing happened? Name me, name me one thing he did with that title where you were like, oh, wow, we have a real champion on our hands. Exactly. He you know. won it. That was the memorable part. Yep. He what? He won it. That was the memorable part. He, yeah, that, yeah, that, love, that was the most memorable thing. And that love story with Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, which was weird. Like, he didn't necessarily win that one. It was, like, all shenanigans. So yeah, it's a lot of, it's, it's, it's yeah, so we're he, this conversation about rebuilding a two-time world champion. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Mark, it's absolutely wild. Floor is yours. All right, so there are definitely a few moments here in the TV that I could have chosen. I actually, at one point, was even thinking about Impact. You know, that tag team title match okay. was uh, lights out. I mean, that's I haven't seen a really good tag team wrestling match like that in a while. Uh, but you know what? I have to give the edge here uh, to Wednesday night. Wednesday night does it again. And, Putty, I see you rolling your eyes. It's not AEW. I'm going to give the nod uh, to NXT here, that triple threat match. Between Bronson Reed, Roderick Strong, and Johnny Gargano, I thought it was lights out. Oh, shit. I got a uh, notification on my phone. What's that? Uh, the temperature in hell just dipped between 32 degrees. Wow, it's crazy. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Continue. <laughs> well played. Thank you. Um, no, I agree with you. Yeah. Continue. I, I, I thought like, – I haven't seen a good triple threat like, like that in a while. You know, it was great action. It was good storytelling right there. I actually assumed right off the bat that Johnny Gargano would be the guy to take the WNS to uh, it was for the was it me too to enter yes. a slot into a ladder match enter, for a big enter, North American title three way match. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought, okay, I'm looking at these guys here. All right, it's going to be Gargano easily. Uh, you know, the fact that Bronson Reed took it and did really well. I mean, I don't really know much about Bronson Reed. I'm not going to lie. You know, but man, do I want to know more about him? Yeah. Man, that guy can go. You know, and then Roderick Strong, I mean, that was probably the best I've seen him perform in a while. The, the king of the backbreakers for sure. Uh, dude, honestly, a vice out for that. that. That was a fantastic match. I don't know what Melter's giving it, but that's a Schwan five for me. Mm-hmm. It's more important on the show. Right. <laughs> There's a couple things I want to talk about this week. So it's kind of hard to narrow it down. Of course, aside from the EC3 making an appearance on Impact. We all know how I feel about EC3. Made it very clear a couple months ago. Um, last couple weeks, I have picked the NXT main event. I think week in and week out, the main event to NXT has stolen the show of the week. This week is no different. But to change things up, I'm going to go with what you just mentioned, the uh, the main event of Impact, the tag team championship. I haven't seen a ta- like I said, I haven't seen a tag team title match like that since I can remember. Those two teams worked fantastically well against each other. 
A lot of great back and forth action. Yeah, yeah, it was. And the returning Motor City Machine Guns, who I've heard a lot about back in the day, TNA days, now come back 10 years later and recapture the Tag Team Championships, breaking the streak of the North. It's it's just the Tag Team Division and Impact right now is uh, on point. I only know of them from reputation. That was my first time seeing them compete in... uh, Damn, dude! I, I feel like I I want to go back to the archives and watch more of their matches because that that was wild. Yeah, I think Impact overall um, coming off Slammiversary, you had a new graphics, new intro video, new theme song, uh, new belts. I just feel like uh, Impact is now is obviously a reset episode. They're relaunching themselves, and what a way what a way to do the new Impact episode one with this main event. It was fantastic. And right, I, that that was really well done. That, that was actually a, that, that was a good. Um, <laughs> impact all around yeah i mean you know coming off you know coming off a a successful anniversary and then just even something so subtle as just get graphic changes you know just for tv it just gives your product so much more momentum um even when they changed up raw a couple years back i was like wow this is a this is a brand new feel and and you're so much more dialed into what they're giving you because of the graphics um and and I'm, i'm 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 hoping that uh, this leads to great success down the road. Imagine having three phenomenal promotions battling each other out each week for rating supremacy. I mean, most likely not going to happen, but yeah. if it does, then we've, we'll go back to Seth Rollins' golden age of wrestling. Then we'll be in it. 100%. 100%. I, I love how you brought that full circle. Yeah. And quickly, I wanted to mention, uh, Mark, you know, I, you mentioned earlier how I always call you an AW Mark. Yes. You know, I don't really mean that as a negative thing. I just use it to bust your chops. But there are a lot of anti-WWE marks, like Carson mentioned earlier. So when I heard about this bar fight, I automatically had an eye roll. I'm like, I don't want to watch fucking... It's going to be stupid. That bar fight between Sheamus and Jeff Hardy, I'm just going to say it right now, far better than I thought it was going to be. They made, mm-hmm. up, they made up total use of that space. It was more enjoyable than I thought it would be. That was an AEW match. Those guys would have loved it. So I think just people are going to hate on this because it's a WWE match, like Carson mentioned earlier in the opening segment, but I just want to give, I, some, I, 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 I give some love to that bar fight because it's much better than I thought it was and that's me kind I of hated, low expectations I personally hated the ending because the, the, Jeff Hardy is not necessarily that character like a, like a mystical character that all, that has powers all of a sudden you know for me that, that was thrown out of nowhere it's the face paint it's not about the face loop. paint uh, it's a different I, character you bought it's Nero I forget what character he embodies with the face paint but I, no but I I agree I, I it was sometimes hokey they, they, sometimes they overproduce yeah. Um, you know, just like the Swan fight, I thought it was a super overproduced. Just like I mean, you're watching, it's like, what's going on here? Right. Um, and, and but but I, I kind of have a question to to kind of branch off on a tangent real quick. Um, what do you guys feel about them using Jeff Hardy's real life, you know, problems or and and you know challenges that he's had to overcome as a storyline because they've done it before. They've done it with Jake Roberts in the in, in, in the mid nineties, I think it was yeah. like nineteen ninety six. You know, they've done it with um you know the you know, Hawk with Legion Hawk. of Doom. Yeah, That's Hawk right. Legion of Doom. They did that with Hawk a little bit more in a tasteless way though, and in my opinion. Uh Jeff Hardy is clearly you know, obviously Jeff Hardy gave his consent to do of this. Of course. But how do you, you know? feel about yeah? I'm happy hey, it's over. So, I'm happy it's over. I'm I'm happy it's over too. But, you know, do you Jeff feel Hardy, weird watching it? I I felt weird when it first started with that uh, car crash. Yeah, I felt weird. Yeah, it, then they that, kind of was... they kind of saved themselves a little bit. I saw that we're going with it, but the way it started was really uncomfortable. The like, way it even, started was, was pretty. Even the urine tests, like in the middle of the ring. Yeah, 
Uh-huh. It, it got it got a little far. I mean, I understood what they were looking to do. You know, you, you want to see this man who we all know the life story of Jeff Hardy. You know, you want to see him overcome and be the hero. You know, a, a man that was, has a troubled past, a man that has demons overcome against someone that's been like, you know, trying back in the corner, trying to get in a relapse and everything. You know, it does make for a good feel, good story. But, you know, the way it was done, the way it started off, it started off hot. You know, yeah. a little too hot for the audience. It's like, whoa, I don't know how I feel about this. Makes me feel yeah. a little uncomfortable. I mean, I'm I'm all for like a good work to shoot storyline, but I feel like when when um you know you're you're putting these challenges on TV because there are you know there are people that are watching that are going through the same stuff, and you know when they're uh, I, I just feel a little weird sometimes. You know when you have Jeff Hardy in the middle of the ring, you know taking a piss test. Um, and, or, or when you have him, it made it seem like, you know, he, he got in a drunk driving accident, you know, to open up that pretty much that storyline. I was just, I, I felt weird. I'm just like, uh, it's very it's, weird. No, it's, it's very weird. I think that it's awkward go- to watch. Yeah. I feel weird watching it. I think they're kind of going with maybe like this guy overcame those demons. So yes, we all are battling demons. This guy overcame it. Took a while, but he finally has his life back on track. I think they're kind of yeah. as a motivation, like this bully picking on him. Well, as long as it doesn't happen to get pushed off the Titan Tron drunk like yeah. they did with Hawk, I, I, I'll be happy with like it. I think this is the blow-off. I think it's over, so I'm hoping we just move on from this. And I yeah, hope it's over. Just, yeah. I agree. From what I heard, there's big things in the future with Jeff Hardy, so this is probably just done. Uh, you mentioned the Swamp Fight. I think for the first time since I can remember, there was two pay-per-views this weekend. Did you guys watch both of them? Yes. Carson? Yes. All right, so we're, uh, let's start with uh, Extreme Rules. Let's get that out of the way. Carson, the horror show that was... Extreme Rules. I know there's a lot of people out there that are saying the horror show at Extreme Rules was exactly that, a horror show, and it was god-awful to watch. Um, I I thought the actual undercard was actually decent, and I didn't hate the booking either. And, and I, I may be in the minority on that, um, but as I mentioned earlier, you know, Shizaru and Shinsuke, they got their push. Um, they got their titles, and, and, and I hope there's good things after that. Um, Bailey, I, I hated, I hated Bailey as a face, and I even didn't even like her as a heel. But she's starting to annoy me now in the right way. Good. And 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 the more, and and, and I'm, I'm sure everyone understands what, what what I mean when I say that. Um, and I just love this little dynamic duo between her, well, not between, but with her and Sasha Banks, but. You you know Sasha Banks not winning the tie you know not winning and, and but Bailey still you know it's just like kind of I don't know I feel like there's gonna be a blow up there soon and I feel like they're just kind of playing with it and these little subtle things that are happening or that are being said to them is leading to like a good you know um, a, a good ending you know and, and what I think is gonna be a good rivalry between the two um, I also thought. The swamp fight was a little bit overbooked as or, or overproduced, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, half the time, I didn't know what was going on, but I think everything before that <laughs> was solid, though. I really did. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I feel like they were trying to re- they were trying to recapture the magic of what was the the Firefly Funhouse at WrestleMania. Uh, you know, that was a one off thing that that worked, and I feel like in a way they got lucky with that because they had the right person there with the, with John Cena working with Bray Wyatt. Uh, this felt like they were trying too hard yeah. with the swamp fight. I, it just didn't necessarily work for me. I had one or two moments. I was like, oh, that's cool. But that was yeah. not it. 
You know, yeah. and, and I gotta say, I, I wanted to come in here and bash Extreme Rules to Horror Show, like, ex, like just completely just rip it a new one because it, it, it was bad. It was just plain old bad. You know, like if if the ending didn't happen the way it did, like the the, the awkwardness of the ending of Sasha Banks and Oscar, I would have said that was, that match was awesome because the the the, the match itself, the in ring action was fantastic, but the the ending just killed it for me. Um, but, but the, the, one, the one thing I have to say, Carson, because you did remind me, and, and here's my takedown for it, a, a good moment here for Extreme Rules, I will say, is the Bailey-Nikki Cross match. That match, I knew going in, I knew Bailey was going to come out the winner. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't necessarily see it being as good of a match as it would have been. And Nikki Cross, uh, I was never a huge fan of her in-ring work. Same. But, you know, I, I got to say, like, you know, her and Bailey had good chemistry in there. I liked the storyline, how it was going. I, I loved what, how the ending happened with Sasha Banks, you know, throwing in her, her boss ring in there. And, and that's how Bailey wound up winning, stealing the win, kind of a la like Ric Flair back in the day. You know, obviously a beatable champion, but a champion that finds a way to win nonetheless. It, it, it keeps the storyline going, if you will. It, it actually makes Nikki Cross look better and it builds her up more. Which is yeah. something that, you know, we need more women to do is in a, in a division right now where it's weakening because you have two uh, two main eventers leave at the same time pretty much. So you need yeah. more women in that division to step up. And Nikki Cross, obviously, the groomer to do that. Sasha Banks, Bailey stepping up to that leadership role. Uh, that's my one takedown moment there from Extreme Rules. And, and can I just say one more thing I love that they did during – and, and to, to go back to the Sasha Banks-Oscar match, the one thing they did during the match I loved – is when Sasha Banks was, I think she's on her knees, and she goes, I need the title. I need the title. Yeah. And, 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 and what I think that is, is a subtle feeling of jealousy because Bailey has the title and she doesn't. It's, and, it, and, and, there's all the hints over there. They're, exactly. The and, there's, and, right and, for this. and I may be wrong. You know, but it still it has you thinking because now Sasha Banks is clearly desperate, and and the match yes it ended in a no contest and and and, I, and obviously nobody likes seeing that these days. It's not the nineties anymore where no, you can do no, that. No, it's one not cares. That, it's, it's not like I don't like seeing that. I, I, I like seeing that. I wouldn't have mind if they did it in a in a better way. It was awkward. It was just how they awkward. executed yeah. it was, was awkward. The, ex- the, the idea was good, but the execution was awkward. I can completely see that. Yeah, but I I just did like that you know in that match towards the end when 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 she was doing that when she was screaming at the top of her lungs because it just really shows um, that something down the line is going to happen and what is it we don't know but I'm 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 on board with that entire storyline and you know how Sasha and Bailey are going to be tag champs and you know maybe have like a HBK Diesel breakup like when like when they were tag team champions back Absolutely. in what was it ninety five yeah all eyes on them right now. Buddy, what do you got for two rules? Oh, my turn? Oh, great. Um, <clears throat> you know, there was supposed to be Sasha Banks versus Bailey at WrestleMania. They pushed it back. It's supposed to be Sasha Banks versus Bailey at SummerSlam. We're not sure how that's going to go yet. Again, I think they're saving that rivalry that we talked about earlier to be in front of a crowd. Uh, I missed the first hour of uh, Extreme Rules. I mentioned it last week how I think the undercard, like Carson was saying, was pretty good. Bailey, Nikki Cross, I wanted to watch. Sasha Banks, Oscar, I wanted to watch. There's a lot of matches I wanted to watch. One match I really didn't want to watch, and thankfully I missed it, was the uh, Seth Rollins Ray Mysterio match. I thought the match itself would have been good. The rumor was they're going to use CGI to show somebody pulling their eye out of somebody else. 
Now, the next day, I said I missed that match. The next day, I see it on TMZ. See the pictures. I see the video clip. I'm happy they didn't go that route. I'm happy, yeah, they, just, I'm happy they went with the right receiver just covering his eye. You see a little bit of a, a white ball sticking out, but that could have just been whatever. Right. So I'm happy they didn't go the cheesy, campy, like Mortal Kombat, ripping the guy out, CGI effect. They went more like, all right, die popped out of the socket. So I'm happy they went more like the, uh, I'm not sure, like realist, the, realistic route. The I'm match like, for what it was was good. I'm happy they didn't go the campy, the, cheesy route. The Seth Rollins, the action between Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio was really good. They made they made the best with what they had. Uh, the ending, I mean, we all knew that the ending was going to be pretty much shit, no matter what, because <laughs> yeah. none of none of us are going to buy this. The stipu- yeah. yeah, the stip the the the, the, the eye for an eye stipulation gave the match such a limited ceiling because you yeah. knew the ending was going to be something like. You know, all right, this isn't believable, but I mean, right. I get what they're trying to do, but it's not, I, it didn't work for me, but I did think they put on a great match. I, I do, I they, think they did that, yes. They did the best with what they had. Right? And I was and not expecting I, anything I, less. I just hope we never get this match ever again. I'm sure you will. Yeah. Yeah. Slammiversary, the one I was really hyped to watch. Carson, Mark, you guys watch it in full? Yes. Yes, yes I, I did. did. So am I the only asshole who couldn't find Slammiversary, so I ordered it? Previously, I ordered a couple days ahead of time. I think right after the show, fr- Friday night. And I uh, I find out it pops up, but it's on channel 1850, I think it was. I'm like, I haven't even heard of this channel. But I buy right away. Buy record. Let's do it. Let me get it over so I don't think about it anymore. Saturday night rolls around. I find out my channel is 1850. I go to 1850. It's buried amongst the adult video channels. <laughs> it's right above Playboy, Hustler, and like the gay channel. I'm like, why is it, why is it this on this channel? So I'm watching it. I was joking with you about that, too. <laughs> yeah. Ten minutes into it. Not even ten minutes. Like, five minutes into it. Right for their first match, I'm like, oh, no. My ass ordered the standard definition uh, streaming of Slammiversary. So I called the cable company. I'm like, listen, I made a stupid mistake. I didn't even know. I couldn't find the HD. Is there HD? Yeah, there's this channel. I go to order it. I have to pay it again. Oh, no way. So I watched Ugh. one of the greatest reviews of the year, First World Problems, and Standard Definition. <laughs> That is the definition of first world problems. Way to go, Cameron. Like, oh, son of a bitch. Damn you. Damn you, Mark, for keeping me up so late. <laughs> me? Yeah. You start the show incredibly late. Carson, I, I was waiting for you. Carson, uh, Slammiversary. I just love the nostalgia of seeing Ken Shamrock back in a wrestling ring. Yeah. You know, because I, I, I always thought Ken Shamrock was one of those guys who, who WWE, who I, I think he didn't get, you know, the he didn't fulfill his push in WWE, um, and I feel like there was so much le- meat left on the bone with him uh, when he left WWE back when, and, and it was just good to kind of see him back in the ring. I'll be at a you know, much older age, um, but it just brought like a little sense of nostalgia to me just seeing him in there, um, and, I, and I have to say, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them as a company because they needed this. Yeah. You know, they needed this momentum. They see the success of WWE. Obviously, they're probably never going to reach that. But then you see this this embryonic company, AEW, come out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, boom, they're on, they are the hottest thing going right now um, in, in, in terms of just like the product that they're giving us every Wednesday and, and for every single pay-per-view. Um, they needed something like this. And I, and I think they definitely delivered. Um, and, you know, you have – a great main event, you know, the, you had the, the five-way elimination match, and that went 25 minutes. Um, I'm, I'm happy for them, and I hope they build, as we were talking about earlier, the momentum off this. I hope they, they withstand that momentum and, and hopefully turn into a, um, 
a third a third promotion that's gonna you know make noise uh you know with what they're giving us right now hopefully yeah yeah i mean definitely shots were fired i mean you have like all these free agents from wwe uh come on pretty much like course of like one night or a course of 24 hours between slam anniversary and uh and uh impact um you know, but I, I gotta say, you know, my my moment, uh, my takedown moment uh, was the match of Deanna Perozo versus Jordan Grace. I thought that match. I, I was into the storyline going into the show. You know, like Deanna Perozo, we've seen her bits and bits of her shine in WWE, but man, they really let her go and impact. And uh, she's more of a technical wrestler than I ever gave her, gave her credit for. Holy shit! She worked that arm the way how Bret Hart works the leg. Yep, it, it was it was great to see. Uh, and Jordan Grace, um, obviously doing everything she could. She was selling very well. It, it wasn't like a. It, it was a believable match. It wasn't anything. It wasn't a spot fest. You know, everything, every move was done for a reason, and uh, I, I dug it, man. And congratulations to Yona Perozo being the new Knockout Champion. Yeah, I thought that match stole the show. It was a great match. Uh, I love the build to it. I love, like I said, really impressed by Deanna and the in-ring ability. Like, we didn't really see much. She was an enhancement talent on Raw. Because I didn't watch it. We did not watch NXT back then. But I was just a little surprised they gave her the title so soon. Because basically, she wasn't really anybody big. She was an NXT jobber for a while. And then, all of a sudden, she comes to Impact. And now, she's the knockout champion. So, I was surprised they gave it to her right away. Well, I think... I'm, I'm sorry. No, keep going. I'm happy. They, uh, I was surprised they gave it to her right away. But I'm very curious. It was a great match. She won me over. I'm happy to see. I'm curious to see how her reign lasts on the new and improved Impact Tuesday nights, eight o'clock, Access TV, AX. Well, you know what, dude? I, after seeing what she can do, I, I I'm more shocked at NXT and WWE yeah, for like, exactly. not utilizing her that way. Good I mean, point. Holy yeah, shit! Great point. You know, she yeah. she did not strike me as a jobber. She did not strike me as anyone that uh, that should be having like five minute matches. This this woman could go, man. Yeah. Uh, did a great job. She won everybody over. Is probably one of the better technical wrestlers as a, in, the, in the women's division that I've seen since I don't know Natalia maybe. Wow, you didn't see Charlotte Flair? Well, wow. Charlotte Flair is. I was, don't don't, say, don't, don't, don't go to rant. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> so, I knew all day about Charlotte. So overall, from our conversation, I'm assuming you guys liked Slammiversary better. Absolutely. Well, what was your takedown moment? For I was agreeing with you, I mean, the uh, women's match, the Knockouts Championship okay. match. I thought because okay. I was, um, I didn't know much about Diana from what I saw previous couple of weeks on Impact, and wow, that that match just blew me away. It was just a fantastic match. Like you just, everything you just talked about, technical aspect of it. I didn't compare it to Bret Hart, but that's a great analogy. And it was, it was, a, it was a really good match. Yeah, I, I would, I'm definitely want to see more of her there, and, and just that that women roster there, the Knockouts division. In Impact, hands down the best woman roster in all the promotions. Uh, so I, I, I'm definitely uh, definitely curious to see like, how her reign holds up uh, comparatively with all the other rising stars over there. We'll find. And out. even you have, and you even have an AEW cast off Kylie Ray. You know, I wish she won the gold. Yeah, yeah, she won the gold for the gold match, and and that's a, that's an AEW cast off. You know, she uh-huh. didn't really, she wasn't really in AEW for a while, but that was still big news when she left. Yeah. You know, because because everyone was wondering why yeah, she left. And, yeah, and you know, so you know, she, her, she was getting a push too. So they're giving they're giving these two women pushes from the both rival promotions. Yeah, sure. You know, see what happens there. The woman that I have my eye on over there, Tasha Steeles, man. I, I 
I think give it a year time. She's going to be a, a player over there. We'll find out. Mark, mark the calendar, folks. Mark Schwan said it first. July 2021. 20, see where Tasha Steeles is on Impact. Hell yeah. All right, now is the point of the show where we go into our three count, Carson. But, you know, I realized every time you're on the show, we play a game with you. Ooh. I know you and Mark are very competitive, and I don't really want to spoil anything in the next segment, but you always end up on top. Your wrestling prowess <laughs> is far superior than Mark Schwann's. I remember the first game we played was Jeopardy. We had to give Mark Schwann some of your points so he could continue to fight on Jeopardy. <laughs> so um, give you another chance. No pressure. You're undefeated here to beat okay. Mark Schwann in another game. You ready to do this? I'm undefeated. so ready. You played one game against him. I am undefeated. so ready to defend my yeah. trivia champion against I believe was, Mark Schwann. I believe it was two games, but it's fine. 2 and all. It's games with Michael J. Putty. Now, Carson, you ready for this? Again, no pressure. You're undefeated. Yeah, I got the belt. So to make it a little fair, I made a wrestling game where you don't need to know too much wrestling knowledge. So give Mark a chance here. Okay. <sighs> wow. Okay. So what I did, I took our favorite wrestling theme songs, their entrance music. Ooh. I translated it into Google Translate to a random language. Then I translated it back to English. You have to tell okay. me who's. You have to tell me whose theme song it is. Okay. <laughs> so for example. Can we- I'll give you yeah, can, yeah, can we get an example around yet? If we can see Carson's face right now. <laughs> I'm going to give you an example. Hulk Hogan's theme song is, when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, you got to take a stand. It don't help to hide, right? Yeah. Iconic. But when translated to Samoan and then back to English, it translates to, when it falls, it falls down, then it hurts inside. You have to stand up. It doesn't help. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to give you the translated version that in the language. Tell me whose theme song it is. It's easy peasy. Okay, here we go. All right, number one, Russian. Okay, I translated the theme song from Russian back to English. Your time is over. My time is now. My time is now. It's the franchise, boy. I'm shining. John Cena. My time is now. Well done. Already. Well, nothing. Fantastic. You getting scared, Mark? You getting a little nervous? Nope. I'm all good. All right, one nothing. Mark, Chinese. On this day, I clearly saw everything come to life. Painful places and broken dreams. We will leave it all behind? Oh, on this day, any day. Yeah, edge. Okay, see? Easy. Easy. Flowing right through this. Fantastic. 1-1. One, one. Carson, you ready? Number three? I'm ready, baby. Hawaiian. <laughs> Your reason will not get it. There is no other time in hell. One more time. Your reason, you will not get it. There is no other time in hell. That's, that's Hawaiian. I'm stumped. I'll pass the mark. Oh, okay. Mark, you have a you have a clue. You have a guess. Is it Vince McMahon? Wow. Vince McMahon is correct. Nice. Wow. Oh wow. Wow. And and thinking about that, I'm like, yeah, well, that makes sense. <laughs> oh wow. Two to one. Wow, Mark. And you get the next question. Woo! Well, this this is only for a number one contenders match. So if, oh, if he beats okay. me, if he beats me, he's now the number one contender. So he's got to beat me again. Uh, got, I'll okay, go. like changing the rules. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ready? This is yeah. uh, Punjabi. I hear sounds in my mind. They suggest Randy me. Orton. Okay. Wow. Easy. See. That was a layup. <laughs> <laughs> it's a finger roll, baby. Three one. 
Carson, you got to come back here, buddy. Yep. This is Mongolian. Mongolian. Everything is expensive. Everyone will pay because a million dollars always follows his path. Everything is expensive. Everyone will pay because a million dollars always follows the his million path. dollar man. That's correct. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, uh, it's got to be him. Three, two. Mark still in the lead here. Ready? Give him a tough one. Come on. No, I'm sorry. Not this one. This one's easy. Burmese. I think I love you. I'm sexy. I know. I see. Shawn Michaels. Is, okay. Four to two. Carson, you need to come back here. This is a tough one. Layups. This is a tough one. Oh, great. Here we go. And the play, that's a price to pay. It is time to address the proud enemy as a supplement and pray that in the end, a good time to say goodbye. They're not to come back. Watch faces future. That's Latin. Came to play. The Miz? The Miz. Okay, good job. Three to four, right on Mark's heels. Let's do this. I should get two points for that one. <laughs> Jeff. Oh, damn, I gave that one away. Never mind. <laughs> Ready for the next one? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Schwann. We're not giving you answers this time again. I'm giving you points. All right? <laughs> All right, so there might, there might be a tie here. Damn, I made, that's, did it. That's my bad. Next one. From Scottish Gaelic. You can watch, but you can't rub. You dream of the stars above? The Bellas. Nikki Bell, I'll give you that one. All right, right. Five to three. Carson, you need the next two. Swahili. This is a hard one, though. This is a hard one. Why am I getting all the hard ones? <laughs> I don't know. Pick them, pick them at random. Hip, hip up. Hip up bananas. Noble. I will not stop. I have not given up until I win. I will defend. I will defend. Noble. I will not stop. I have not given up until I win. I will defend. I will defend. You're helping him out there. A little bit, yeah. No, uh, well, Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. Okay, good job. Four. <laughs> Thanks. All right, Mark, this is the last one. Okay, if you, get, if you get this one, you win. No pressure. Is it an easy one? Depends. Oh, boy. From Hindi. Okay? Okay. Development is a secret full of change. The history of the clock is full of history. Repeat that one. Development is a secret full of change. The history of the clock is full of history. Development of the clock. Development is a secret full of change. The history of the clock is full of history. That's from, uh, translated from Hindi. I don't know. Evolution? Said, I don't know. And then evolution. You want it? That's your guess? Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Really? Evolution. Yeah. Evolution is a mystery. <laughs> Development is a secret. Fantastic. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Talk about an upset. Carson, what have you gotten that? Well, um, no, but honestly, like he, now hearing it again, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. But no, I, I would have not, I wouldn't have guessed evolution. That one was a hard one. Wow. That was tough. That's why it was that a tiebreaker. I missed, I ruined the fucking Jeff Jarrett one. Damn. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. I beat him. I All beat right, him. So, I so, beat him so you are now the new number one contender for my okay. trivia title. So now next asshole. time Carson on the show is for the title. We've got to think of another Jeopardy game. Yes. Yes, we have to. Uh, I'll Mark, put it up. I'll put, I'll put the title on the line. Mark, how's it feel to win one? It was good to be a winner right now. You know, uh, during this whole pandemic, I, I needed to win. You did. <laughs> you, you really did. 
I really need a gun, goddammit. So thank you. <laughs> and, and, and listen, Swan, let me tell you right now, man, this isn't like 50-50 booking here between me and you with this. I'm going to beat you next time. That's cute. Keep okay? doing that. Yeah. Keep, keep doing that, man. Whatever, yeah. you, whatever makes you sleep better tonight. Mm-hmm. Now, Mark, would you say you're shot at wrestling trivia champion? Like, like you are a professional wrestling? I am professional wrestling. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the infamous promo. <laughs> well, Carson, man, I gotta say, it was good seeing you during the pandemic right here, right now, man. Um, I know, man. It's a long time, man. We've gone without been... seeing each other, man. You bunkered up in Yonkers, me out here on the island. I was, I was glad to get on here and see you guys, man. I know, man. It's been too long, man. So I'm, I'm glad you came on. Did you just sign up for the goddamn fantasy league already? Goddamn. <laughs> oh, shit. You're right. I'm going to do that right now. Shit. Well, don't do it right now. Let's, let's finish the show first. Okay, you're right. Mark, any go-home thoughts? No, pretty much just uh, me showing love to Carson. Glad he's here. Can't wait for tomorrow. I'm going to get my hair cut again. Round two. So oh. I'm excited about that. That's a pretty Donna. I've still gotten, gotten cut once. And you're doing it twice. What a, what a diva. Dude, I need to look good, man. I'm still Hollywood. A lot more Even though Hollywood's lot, shut down. A lot more work you need to do. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself, buddy. Well, New York opened up, right? You can do uh, production opened up in Phase 4 here in New York City. So you're only allowing 50 people on a set. So um, that's pretty much... But you're the star of the show. You're nothing. Hollywood Schwan. You don't, don't they know who you are? You, you, there's not much you can do with 50 people. It's going to be like a, like a pretty much a low-budget film which doesn't really pay that much. But so, I mean, it, it's, it's, all, it's all tough right now, man. It, Hollywood ain't coming back it's a, for a bit. It's a, it's a good sign, though. It's a good start. Yeah, Glass half full, Mark. Glass half full. Progress, progress is yeah. better than anything, man. <laughs> you know, shit. But, you know, there's still a long way to go. Reigning defending champion Carson Niehoff. Carson, uh, any go-home thoughts for you, my friend? Yes, I have one very important go-home thought. And I just want to say for everyone listening to this, Man, enjoy the product. Enjoy, enjoy the, the access we have to professional wrestling right now. Stop looking through these negative focals Thank every you. single time. Please. Stop hating Vince McMahon because he's a freaking genius, and he's the reason why you are still watching this, to this day, and he's the reason why professional wrestling is what it is today. So enjoy what you're watching. Appreciate what they're doing during these hard times with no fans um, and, and, you know, not much to work with. Okay, so stop hating on it on Twitter. Stop be, stop hoping WWE fails. Stop hoping AEW beats them. Who cares? How about they both beat each other? How about they both go neck and neck one day, man? So stop. Just stop, man. I'm sick of it. Just enjoy what we're seeing, and that's it. That's my go-home thought, man. Preach, brother. Preach. Well said. I'm tired of the negativity. Yeah. Let's have some positivity stuff. Like exactly, man. Let's have full. Let's be full. Let's be. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. I appreciate. Understand that. There's going to be stinkers. There's going to be great moments. You have to be able to. You have to be willing to accept both of them. That's all. So, in summation, what Carson just said, Carson will be here next week. Mark, hope to see you sometime soon in the future. Thanks for being here. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. I... Coming up, I do have to take a vacation. So, uh, maybe, maybe Carson will replace me for that one week. <laughs> I'm here, boys. Since we're all locked up in our house in quarantine, I uh, watched a good movie, Palm Springs. It's on Hulu, starring Andy Samberg and Christine Milioti. If you guys want oh, a fun, good. you guys want a fun movie to watch, check that out. It's really, really enjoyable. Speaking of movies, you know what I saw for the first time ever? Finally, The Exorcist. Oof. Scared the shit out of me. Mm. That movie's still fucked up, man. Yes, it is. I watched parts of it as a kid with my friend, and her brother kept like terrorizing us the whole time, so I, I just never watched it again. Is that on Netflix now? It's on HBO Max. Okay, nice. Got that. 
So, yeah, so yeah, definitely, you definitely got check it out if you've never seen it. You got HBO Max. What's that? You I got, have HBO Max. So I just downloaded it because I got a message on my Xbox saying HBO Go did no longer it's gonna, is going to support yeah. it. Yeah. So when I downloaded it, before I logged into it, they said it's going to be another 15 That's why I don't want HBO because I'm not paying $30 for HBO. But since I have HBO, someone told me it's free. Do you know? Yes. So facts. I don't have to pay. I'm not paying twice. Right. All right, good. That's what I was worried about. Yeah. So once I saw HBO Go was like, was leaving, I think I actually already left mine. So I was just downloading HBO Max. Mine still have a couple of days left. So that's what I did with Max. But I was worried about, I don't want to pay $30. I think I'm paying $15 a month for HBO. I don't want to pay $30. Well, yeah. I, I tried it out. Like I was like, all right, well, let me see. Because I heard something like through a grapevine. If you pay for HBO, you get it for free. So like, all right, well, let me try it out. Yeah. If I see one thing popping up saying, hey, pay this. Yeah, I'm, me too. I'm out. But no, it's free, man. So when, when I logged in, I logged in through my cable company. So I'm hoping that they say, okay, never mind. So I'm looking for yep. my cable next month. Anyway, way off topic. <laughs> Carson, thanks again. Thanks for being here. Huge Thank ass, you for having me, of course. Huge asset to the show. Ratings will definitely shut up because of you. Thank you so much for your intelligence and your wrestling knowledge and your beautiful face. Oh, I appreciate it, man. I, I want to be on as much as I can. Love talking wrestling with you two fools, man, and going back and forth. Um, yeah, much love, man. Thanks for having me on. Mark, you're here. So until next week. Wow, I got no respect I, whatsoever. So, guys, you can find me. I have been your host. Com. At Michael J. Putty. Until next week. Stay healthy. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Wear your goddamn fucking mask, please. Let's end this as soon as possible. Even the president is now saying it. So, please, wear your freaking masks. Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing. Hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>